Hello. Hello. Am I very echoey? Not at all. Oh, Audio perfect. Tell you what, mate, on 23rd of September at three o'clock, this looked far more enticing. I think it's um, my fault that we've lost the last three of the month. Because after the mass game, I was like, I tell you what, this month's pod's going to be dead good. We were so giddy on August. Imagine us on September's, and here we are in the middle of October, put it off long enough. We had months last season where we had just as many points. It's just the polar shift that happened. By tea time on 30th, it was a different prospect altogether. It was a, a very rough end to the month, wasn't it? Same with the ladies as well. They had a bit of a rough month, um, played three, lost three, but their performances did not warrant to lose all three, especially at home against Penrith, done by two set pieces. But they did name a player of the month, and it was Amy Roston Fraser. Well done to her. You will be getting something from the podcast as we still continue to sponsor the ladies player of the month. So we've got Simon Grand on today, Ryan. I don't think there was another option, mate. He's He's, I think he's performed however many games out of however many games we've had. Player at month twice. I know. Without, without much of a contest, if I'm honest, I think, according to the poll. Yeah, the runaway leader in both months, thoroughly deserved. I'm sure we'll ask him about that. I was only at one game as well, and it was his hat-trick. You, you make me giggle. Oh, I won't come to the third qualifying round because we'll make it to the fourth. Well, the thinking was, I'll either, it's either worth not going or we're getting another one. Turned out to be a good shout. Should we get him on? Yeah, crack on. So what we're going to talk about is uh, the month of September. We'll start with Witten Albion. It was a professional performance which saw us advancing the FA Cup, but it wasn't without a scare in the middle. Um, casting your mind back, how well do you think you did on that day as well? Like I said, it was a professional performance. Yeah, um, well... As of recent, it's obviously not been great, but it just proves, doesn't it, football, what a what a strange old game it is, really. You know what I mean? We've been on such a fantastic run with, I think it was an eight-game run unbeaten, and it um, seems like everything's going right, and then you go in that space of a week, it goes Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and all of a sudden... You go from second in the league to tenth in the league, is it? And without the FA Cup, so it's just a bit, it's it's a bit mad, really, how football could change so quick. And I think that's why it's so important consistency, especially at this level, is keeping a level head and keeping that consistency, really. A follow-on question from me, and it's something I noticed, and a few other people in the stand noticed as well, was how poor it was to read the numbers on the back of the Witten Albion players. Now, obviously, it's not like National League law for above. We've got name and number. And obviously, your instructions are probably going to be you follow number 9, 10, 11. How hard was it to keep track of everyone? Uh, it's not even something you notice, to be honest with you. I think sometimes you, you know a face or things like that, or sometimes you know it might be boots. You might notice the colour of boots, you know what I mean? Look, for me, it's quite simple, really. My my case has always been, you get your mark players on set pieces. That's your main thing is set pieces. The rest of the time, you're marking your area. So, so it could be anyone who's in your area who you're marking. But set pieces you, is your big one when you're picking up certain individuals. And it's not a hard one for me because it's just the biggest player. <laughs> so I, I've always been 
whoever's the biggest man coming in, he's mine. I've got him every single one from that first one, if you know what I mean. So um, I get older, the biggest player, and he's my responsibility. So um, that's my job to do on set pieces. So it's, it's not a difficult one for me, really. So we'll move on to the game away at Hyde, which is our performance of the season, in my opinion. We pressed them into crumbling very early on. Impressive in itself, but in sweltering conditions, made it more. You provided the assist for Tigi's goal inside five minutes. Yeah. Did that come as a surprise? Is that something you worked on? No, not at all. Someone, was it, someone might have said, um, reminded them of Shearer and Sutton, me and Tigi there linking up. Um, it might, might have been me that said it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, we're a threat going forward off set pieces. So when we're both up there, me and Tigi, you know what I mean? It is... It's a handful for a lot of teams, so we've got fantastic delivery. Um, like you said, the high performance, it, it was a really good one because it was just professional. We went about it so professional and we did everything that we're good at and more. And when we do that, we're, we're a tough team to beat and a tough team for anyone to kind of get a foothold against us. And um, I think, like you said, because we did it so professional with the conditions, it really was hot that day. and. And it makes it twice as hot on the AstroTurf because you feel like the heat's coming from below you as well as from above. So um, it was important that we were professional and managed the game and, it, and kind of controlled it and made it happen, made things happen how we wanted them to happen. Uh, so you mentioned about the heat and especially the heat coming off the, the AstroTurf as well. It brought my favourite moment of the season, which is when Sam Bailey scored the penalty. Someone threw a bottle of water on the pitch and you used it and poured it over yourself. Do you remember that happening? I do remember it happening, and I thought I instantly regretted it as soon as I did it because I thought, what have I just done here? This could be anything other than water, what's been thrown at me. So as soon as I realised it was water, I was actually happy that it, it was. Could have been a repeat of that incident at Warrington with the geyser keeper. Three days after that, we beat Fylde at home. Uncommon for you, unused substitute. I'm not foreshadowing here because of what happened three days later against Mask, but do you prefer those little rests when they come because it's a hectic start or would you rather just keep going? To be honest, I'm a strange one in that sense because some people do like the rest and that, but no, I do. I do like to keep playing and I'm, I'm a big fan of a game Tuesday, a game Saturday, a game Tuesday and I know, I know it's it sounds a bit daft, especially at my age now, but um, I, I just find I stay in a groove a lot better myself and I stay... It sounds daft, but it also it it stop when I stop. I feel worse for it. I always have done, and um, and I think as long as you don't pick up knocks, the risk is always picking up an injury. Obviously, the more games you play, that that's the risk with behind it. But in terms of staying in that fitness groove and things like that, look, you're not going to lose any fitness stop from playing on a Tuesday to a Saturday. But it just seems I think it's more of a mental thing with me, and I do, and, and I prefer it. And if you look at my record recent seasons, I. I'm playing nearly 50 games a season and it is, it's just because I do like to be involved constantly and I don't, I'm not a big fan of the rest. I, I want to keep going and keep doing it. So I've always done it all my career really and it's something that, I don't know, just me personally, there's a lot of people it doesn't work for and, and they, don't, they do need to be looked after more. Do you think that comes from your time in the professional game? Because there'll have been times where you were playing every day. Yeah, it could, it could be, but... Um... I don't know. I, I just think, especially this level, the league above, the league below even, I think it's so important that you have a group of players that 
can do that and look, it doesn't matter whether they're old, whether they're young, I think you need a squad of players that can get you through 50 games at least a season because there's that many cup games and that many games that get replayed and things like that and, and you get fixture build-ups. It is important, it's so important that people can turn out Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, but not only that, you've got to do it to that same standard and level constantly, not where you play Saturday and then Tuesday, the lads might be a bit tired and things like that. And to be honest with you, I think the run we've had at the minute is there's a little bit of that. And, I, and look, it might not be injuries, but I think lads are a bit tired. So maybe now we've got a break and, and it might do us a bit of good. But whether you're a young lad or whatever, it is tough coming straight into it. And you've got to get used to the physical side of it because, like I said, it, it, it is ruthless when you're doing it. And it's something you've got to get your body used to. On to Mask in the FA Cup. Boring analysis out of the way first. Game was over within half an hour. It's an absolute dream for a manager and players, really, because they didn't look like they kicked on. I don't know what I'd have done if they were their manager, to be honest. How do you deal with that? And then, how many hat-tricks have you scored before? How many bicycle kicks have you scored before? And how many pens have you scored? Oh, well, what a day, really. Honestly, it's something, me personally, I'll, I'll never, ever forget. Um, I've always said... I've been so lucky. I've had such a successful career for the level I've played at. And I've won promotions. I've won leagues. I've won playoffs. Two things I've never done. One of them was play at Wembley. And when I was at Carlisle, we got to the final of, I think it was the LDB Trophy, it was called at the time. And we were supposed to play at Wembley. And it was being built at the time. So we played at Millennium Stadium. So I was gutted about that, that I never got to play at Wembley. Um, and I'd never scored a hat trick. That was the other one. So all the games I've played, I've had, I've had a few games where I've scored braces, but never got that third, and never even had the opportunity to get the third. So the fact that I got two, and then I looked at the gaffer and I said, "Can I have it?" And his instant response was, "Yeah." And I think straight away he thought, "Oh no, what have I done?" <laughs> because straight away, and um, and I went up and I said to Sam Bailey, I said. I said, can I have it? He said, what did the gaffer say? He said, yeah. He said, yeah, no problem. And you know what? That's a massive credit to him as well because I've played with a lot of players as well and they wouldn't even, it wouldn't even cross the mind. And I think that just shows as a collective group what a bunch of players we've got and the manager as well. That Had they, had they even offered me that opportunity to do it? Because you know what? I can't. I'm straight away after the game, I've, I've messaged Sam privately and I've messaged the gaffer privately. And I just said a massive thank you to them both because... There's no idea how much that meant to me. Uh, and is it something that, that that's something now forever? That's mine. You know what I mean? I've got that ball. Rocky gave me a brand, a brand new ball, that, and all the lads signed it for me with a little message on it. And it it's already I've, I've got a glass case for it, and it's got a little plaque on with saying Lancaster in the day, and it's it's proud of play straight away. And and, and it's massive for me that and said I've achieved a lot, and I'm a bit critical of myself in my career as well, where I don't most about things I've done and things like that but you know what that's something I'm so proud of what I've done there and it is it's something that there's not a lot of people who get that opportunity especially as a defender to go and do it and like I said an over a kick I think I've scored a couple but they've probably been in my own net if I have and the penalties I've taken before in penalty shootouts I've done that quite a lot so the penalty wasn't really a big thing for me I, I knew what I was doing with it and I was always wanting to take it so what a day we see it happen a lot. When teams batter teams in the first half, they're going 4-0 up. 
it often finishes that scoreline. I assume it's because you don't need to take the risks that you were doing. But the, the game just died, didn't it? Why do you think it happens? Yeah, it can work for both teams sometimes. You know what I mean? It's, it's job done. Um, it's not a case of you think, oh, we don't need to get another goal or whatever, and it changes tactically. It can, it can change for them both because then, look, the other team sometimes think, look, we're not getting back in this. Let's make it make sure it doesn't get silly and end up at 7 or 8 nil, or it can end up the opposite and teams start causing you a bit more of a problem because they've nothing to lose so they start throwing caution to the wind and it puts you on the back foot a bit so you think then a bit more defensively second half and you just kind of see it out as long as they don't get that goal and starts making you nervous. So it does happen a lot like that because look, what we did in that first half an hour where we took it to them you couldn't do that for 90 minutes anyway because it's it, you don't dominate games for 90 minutes like that. You might dominate the game for, like you said, periods of the game, 20, 30 minutes. And when you do, you've got to take advantage of them periods that you dominate. So we are going to move on to the final three games of September. Start contrast results-wise. Uh, in terms of the Ilkeston Town game, um, Feli said in his interview, they did to us what we were doing to teams in August. Yeah, well, they Lancaster does, didn't they? That's exactly what they did. It's, it is. It's what we've been doing to teams. It's exactly the same. We've been on that front foot and pressing, pressing from the front and high energy. And, and they did they did, did that to us. And it, it just seemed one of them games where, like I said, if you go off chances, I think they had, they had four chances and scored them. And we had chances and didn't. So it just kind of spun it around. Was it a, the result? Was it a four four goal game? No, I don't think it was. It was tighter than that. We didn't deserve to win. Don't think we did. They deserved it definitely, but I don't think the the score line doesn't reflect definitely on. Um, it wasn't. We didn't get dominated that much, but we didn't deserve to win, and we probably didn't deserve anything out of the game. But you come looking up after that, you come off the run we've had, and you go, all right, you. It's how you react because you're not going to go unbeaten to the end of the season. So we're going to lose one. This is the one we lose. How do you react after that? So that was the important thing. I say you like a Saturday, Tuesday. but It was a Tuesday away at Workington. It was better than the Ilkeston game, but still came short. Again, the chances we created in the game would have been scored in August, but they're now not going in. Yeah, definitely, and it, and I think it start straight away. That was the point then when it starts to show confidence wise how how lads react then when they get them chances and they're snatching at them. And look, we started that game in biblical conditions. The weather um, it was horrendous. It was coming down horizontal, and the rain was like monsoon. And for the first twenty minutes, was like nothing I've played in before, and it just ruined any form of football um, and they got that goal they got the first goal in that time has been a scruffy goal and bundled it in and we, it kind of was you know to half time then and then second half would come out and it's like a different climate it's perfectly still there's no wind there's no rain so we didn't get that start to the second half but they got to the start to the first half look no excuses again but we were 1-0 down and a lot of it probably was due to them conditions why we were on the back foot at the start of that game. Um, so it was tough. It was a tough one to then come out and try and get a fold in the game when we spent the first 20 minutes of it straight away. 
against all the elements as well as what was a very good Workington side. It was also the game you became the club top goal scorer with six. You did mention to friend of the pod, Dolly Blue Sound, in an interview that you were set a target of seven by the gaffer. Has this now been changed? Well, eight, eight it was. We set the target at eight. So, no, it's not been changed <laughs> yet, believe it or not. But um, I'm, I'm kind of what I've always done. Like I said, I look at, I try and, I try and go for one in five on appearances. Now, it, it sounds, again, it sounds quite a lot, that, for a centre-half. But, look, when we're getting set-pieces and corners and opportunities in the game, I, when I get chances, I think that's a, probably a fair target to set yourself is one in five. If you can get one in five goals, obviously I'm, I'm well ahead of that at the minute, but um, that's what I've always kind of set myself. And again, if you go off 50 games, you're looking at 10 goals a season, which double figures as a return for a centre-half really good, obviously. But um, they're the, the kind of standards that are set and kind of always try to be there or thereabouts. And I, and I have hit it a couple of times. So, yeah, eight, maybe not now. Ten, maybe. But it, we've just got to see, haven't we? As long as we can keep putting the ball in certain areas, then I'll make sure I'm still getting on. So we've got one more game in September to, to go through. And it was the third round qualifying game against Ashton United. It was the first time we'd been there since 2017, where we also played someone in our league in Shaw Lane, Aquaforce. Uh, but again, it was similar to the Workington game. We didn't put our chances away and they had two shots on target and scored both. Yeah, and I think, I think looking at it back now, we look like a team nervous, lacking confidence, back-to-back defeats. It's something, like I said, we've gone back to that Ilkeston game and said, look, it's how you react. We've lost that one game now. Can we start another run going? Can we go again? And we didn't against Workington, like I said, and, and we ended up losing that game from... Like I said, conditions a little bit, but then a couple of individual errors, which aren't what we're about with the way we set up and how organised the gaffer has us. So we went into that game and we looked nervous, I thought. I thought we played like we were nervous and we looked nervous. We didn't. It wasn't our usual selves. But again, chances-wise, we had more than enough to win the game. And, and it's just frustrating at the minute. It's one of them where it's hard to pinpoint things sometimes and you sometimes you you just need that scrappy game to come along where you win it 1-0 and maybe maybe we're not the better team and we get get battered, but we still win it 1-0 and, and you get that monkey off your back and you get another run going. So it's, it's all about sticking together and, and getting... Because look, said space of seven days, you go from second in the league and flying in the cup to next minute you're 10th in the league and you're out of the cup and you don't turn into a bad team in seven days, but that's how quickly things at this level can turn around. couple of lighter notes, you reach 700 career appearances at the end of the month in the Football League and in non-league. Yeah, very proud. It's something it's something I wasn't really aware of as well till it started getting close and someone brought it up to me and, and said, oh, you only need like 15 more games or so and next minute you start counting them down and ticking them off and I never realised I was doing it until it got close to it but um, you know what it, it speaks absolute volumes to the club as well um, I had my family there that day and the club have presented me a, a special shirt which all the lads have signed and the staff signed and 
you know, you know what? It's one of them. I've joined the club. I've only been here a couple of months, and I think this club's done more for me in two months than I have at certain clubs I've been at for maybe three, four years. And it 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 just speaks volumes that for all the effort that goes in behind the scenes and the appreciation as well. And yeah, it it's been look with the hat trick, the seven hundred games. It's it's been a, a certainly a couple of months that I'll never ever forget, and it and it's been great and. You know what, I think on a personal level, I feel like I've started really well at Lancaster, like you said, with the goals and we have kept clean sheets and we've started so well and, and I'm enjoying it and that's the that's the main thing for me. I'm enjoying it so much and it's made my time at Lancaster already, like I said, in the space of two months, it's made it more special than previous clubs that have, have been there for three or four years and, it, and it's just made it a very fond memory in what's been a long career and I'm very, very lucky, I think. Were you expecting to be playing such a significant role in pretty much in every game when you came in? I do. I know Feli has said publicly twice, I think, he was batting off opinions against the signing of you. Clearly, he had faith in you. Yeah, I've, I've heard him say a couple of times that he's, uh, he's got told maybe steer clear so I'd love to know who he's been <laughs> who he's been speaking to who's told me that because but look I, I back myself and I know I always have backed myself and I know what I bring to a squad and and you know what I, I think lads like Alps Brad Carroll are at the club who and Teague as well Teague knows me I've not played with him but he knows he knows me and I think these lads have helped obviously sway the gaffer's mind and quite a lot I know Calps has because I spoke a lot with Calps over the summer um, of what I can bring and, and help you know what I mean help the team and try and try and make it stronger so they know what I'm about and things like that but you football's a game of opinions you're always going to get it uh, but I think like you said with the amount of games I've played and the level I've played and the achievements I've achieved as well, it's, it speaks for itself a lot of the time. And the gaffer showed nothing but interest with me and he was absolutely fantastic because I did have interest elsewhere as well. And speaking to him and how keen he was and how good he was with getting me in and just getting it sorted, was it, that was it for me. And it folded to me straight away and it was an easy decision to come and join. And I was just looking forward to getting in and getting played. How did you manage to forget your boots for workshop, by the way? You know what, 24 years I've been doing this and I've never once done that. I can't believe I did it. Um, I blame our kit bag, believe it or not. Our kit bags are so small that we got issued with that you can't fit everything in one bag. So I had I had my gear in my kit bag and then my boots had to go in a separate bag. So And I forgot my boot bag because I just grabbed my kit bag um, and I just couldn't believe it. And like I said, 24 years I've been doing this and I'm pretty much my first away game I've gone and got my boots and shin pads incredible I've now ditched that bag and, and bought a bigger bag and everything goes in one bag and it will never happen again. how much was the fine you, you know what I think the lads didn't even want to fine me that much so I I said no it's worth well more than that so anyway it all goes in the kitty for us for Christmas due so I've, I've no issue with paying that free Saturday this week a weird one what are you going to do with it Oh, I don't no idea. It won't feel right, will it? It won't feel normal. But um, well, one one thing we'll be checking on that FA Cup to see how the Whitby result goes because it'd be nice to get it get straight away on the Tuesday. Otherwise, that then ends up delayed even longer, and, and it ends up two weeks without a game. So 
keeping one eye on the scores there and um, yeah I don't, I don't know um, I'll be twiddling thumbs because it just doesn't feel right without football on a Saturday You spoke about getting your first hat trick what about a hat trick of player of the month because you have won August and September's player of the month at a canter really if you look at the votes Yeah again like I said it couldn't it couldn't have been a better start at a new club for me two months in and again, it's it's the again little things appreciation that I won the player of the month and I got presented with and straight away it was oh sorry we used to have a trophy but we don't anymore we've got this instead and it was a poster printed off of me doing my Spider Man celebration for one of my goals and it was a it's absolutely fantastic you know what I mean such a personal touch again. And and that little things like that just mean a lot. And I was like, this is better than any trophy. This is fantastic. So it, it's it's great again. And and it's little things like that when you feel, you know what? Sometimes when you feel wanted by a club and loved by a club, you you show it back and you love that club and you want to be at that club. And look, I've always been one of them players that I wear my heart on my sleeve. And look, there might be times when I kick the ball out of play and my passing might not be on. But one thing guarantee with me is that I'll, I'll throw everything out there on, on a Saturday and a Tuesday night and uh, putting my body on the line because I'm 39 and it's not easy putting your body on the line uh, but I'll always do that and give 100% for the team and look when when you get in the love from the club like I have done in the last these first couple of months and I've absolutely no issue doing that week in week out. Many thanks for joining us tonight Simon it is much appreciated. No I enjoyed it thank you very much for having me. No worries. Thank you, Ryan. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Grandy. Cheers, pal. Ta-ra, everyone.